Welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Today, we are going to transcend time and space to talk with our guest, a important member of the theater community in Toronto, Canada. Who are you? Okay. Hi, Dave. Who are you is a very difficult question. Like, who are we really at our core? But uh, if I had to answer your question very simply, my name is Steffi Di Domenico Antonio. I'm an actor and singer. I'm based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I love musicals. I'm just your average French Canadian Italian musical theater geek who loves Lady Gaga and karaoke. Buongiorno. And thank you so much, <laughs> Steffi D. Dominic Antonio, for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. No one's alone on the pandemic show. We're lucky to be talking with an actor most recently before the pandemic, one of the stars in the hit Come From Away, playing at the Royal Alexander Theater. Steffi played reporter Janice Mosher. Can you just tell us what your life was like as a prominent theater actor? Before the pandemic, doing eight shows a week at the Royal Alexander. In the before times, my goodness gracious, I was performing in uh, Come From Away in Toronto at the Royal Alexandra Theatre. Listen, we had done the show 850 times over the span of just a little bit over three years. And... Man, I mean, I was living the dream, really, honestly, of any musical theater actor in the entire world. I count myself very lucky and grateful that I got an opportunity like that, honestly, especially a story like Come From Way. That's like a story for the times, especially now, just about kindness and generosity and humanity at its best during a crisis. Who knew we'd be in the middle of a pandemic, like month number 16 right now. I was performing eight times a week on stage, six days a week, Mondays off. I was in a routine. I was in the machine that is uh, commercial theater, getting up every day, you know, doing my warm ups, my workouts, going to the theater, performing for like a thousand people a night, getting applause. I really feel like during this time, it's like, I'm like Tinkerbell now. It's like, if I don't get applause, I die a little <laughs> bit inside. So it's been really weird, but that's what my life was like before the pandemic. Come from away, a theater performance that's blowing up. And Friday, March 13, 2020, the curtain, the curtain comes down. Yeah. At first it was the curtain was only down for a month, but it's now, like you said, been 16 months. 16 long it months. It was the final curtain call. How yeah. did your life change? How ominous and dark is that? That my last performance of Come From Away as Janice Mosier was Friday the 13th. 
It's wild. Throughout the week, we saw that our audiences were dwindling little by little. So by the time we got to Friday the 13th, there were about 300 something people in the audience that night. The feeling it was very eerie and very strange. And we were used to having sold out performances. There were always 1,200 people in the audience every night. And, you know, our applause at the end at Curtain Call was just like this uproarious celebration of humanity. And on March 13th, it was just, it was very strange. It was very odd. We, we gave a great performance. And honestly, I don't think any of us knew what was going to happen from then on. I did the show. I remember that I went out with the stage manager, Lisa Humber. We went out for a drink and some pizza at Hey Lucy's after the show. We had a really nice chat. I remember thinking it was very odd for a Friday night that there was no one in the bar. Like no one was in the bar on a Friday night. It was very strange. And then after that, I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning on the Saturday, the 14th of March, I woke up to a text message from our stage manager, John Gray saying, hey everyone, don't come into work today for the matinee. The shows are gonna be suspended. We don't know for how long, but right now it looks like it's gonna be a month. And I was like, okay. A month. I don't have to like no two show day today, no matinee today. What's life going to look like? And at first I was kind of like, okay, I get a break. I'm going to like craft and, and cook things and, and do some fun stuff in my apartment. And then it got really scary. And I thought I couldn't go outside because COVID was in the air and, and floating around and it was really scary and nobody knew what was happening. That's kind of the last thing that I remember from March 13th and then the weekend after. There was a lot of uncertainty. You were doing all these shows, gameplay employ, yeah. getting out in front of huge audiences. Since that time, there has not been theater. It's still interesting to see what is going to happen to theater. How did you survive after the lockdown? Did you do uh, some kind of pandemic pivot? You know what? Uh, yes. You know what? I'm going to be honest. At first, it's been a roller coaster ride. I don't even know where to start because 16 months in a half an hour podcast is going to be really hard to truncate and kind of summarize. But let me do my best. At first, I had a, a joyful time kind of having the rest and kind of, you know, after doing a show almost three years and always having, being in that routine and doing eight shows a week, you know, it, it takes a toll and it's like running a marathon. It's a lot of work and you need a lot of energy to kind of get yourself through like a, a huge show like Come From Away. At first I kept myself busy with, with hobbies and crafts and cooking and, and things to do. And then it was a bit of a roller coaster ride. After a couple of months, I was like, how long is this going to go <laughs> on for? And I think the main thing that ha happened for me, especially in the first six, eight months of the pandemic, is that I, I felt very much so like I had lost a part of my identity as a human being. And it was really really difficult. It was really difficult. And I felt like, honestly, I went into a bit of an existential crisis. I felt a little bit useless in society if I couldn't be doing the thing that I loved the most, which was performing and hopefully entertaining the masses and making people happy. And especially in a show like Come From Away, you know, I just felt like I was, I lost a lot of myself and it was really difficult trying to find my way back to actually 
who is Steffi if she can't do the thing that she loves the most, which is performing. And it's weird as performers, I think our identities are so tangled up in, in doing theater and performing that I really felt like every day was a little bit of a roller coaster ride and difficult to navigate. And then I had to sort of, and then p- pivot sort of, you know, me and Lisa Humber, the stage manager from Come From Away, we started this, this web series called Check In From Away, where we checked in with people in the industry about how they were doing and what they were doing during the pandemic. After that, I, I kind of pivoted into film and TV, which was the, the biggest saving grace of all time. I'm so grateful that the film industry found a way to actually operate during the pandemic as safely also. I've been lucky to been to be acting in in a bunch of kind of different stuff. I've played a lot of really great characters and in and in fun shows and great stuff and I'm really grateful, honestly. So during the pandemic then you you pivoted to television work. Yeah. And you've worked with Frankie Drake Mysteries, yeah. Working Moms, you worked on a Christmas movie Mistletoe and Molly. Arts and entertainment and sports are so important to those of us in the pandemic that are prisoners on our couch to get to consume some content is really helping us out the people of the pandemic so you've been doing these roles but it must be a tremendous expense for the tv industry to get covid safe can you tell us can you estimate how many swabs you've had up your nose (laughs) since you started working in tv Oh man, honestly, I've lost, I've legitimately lost count. At at first I was counting. I was like, oh my God, I'm at 10 now, or like I'm at 12 now. And then honestly, I just lost count. I got so used to getting swabs up my nose. I never thought I'd say that ever. Exactly. The five second wiggle jiggle. The five second wiggle jiggle. Yeah. I've gotten also many forms of it. I've gotten the two nostril. I've gotten the one nostril. I've gotten the throat. Who knew? I'm just saying there's a lot of options. There's variety. They do say variety is the spice of life. And when it comes to COVID tests, let me tell you, I've had many, many a version of a COVID test during my time in the film and television industry. It was every day when you go on set, you get everyone gets tested that morning. You know, it depends. Honestly, it's varied from production to production. Sometimes it's two days prior to shooting. Sometimes it's a rapid test the day of. Sometimes it's a night before. It really honestly depends on the production. It's been kind of uh, different across the board, I would say. And I've heard lots of talk of the rapid COVID test, but I've never had an experience with, with one. I was sick in February. I think partially heartbroken that I couldn't celebrate Groundhog's Day but I went and got a COVID test and I just it was the drive-through one where I didn't even get out of my car I got the five second wiggle jiggle up my left nostril Mm -hmm. and on my way yes couldn't leave my house till my negative results came back so like honestly can I tell you a bit about the rapid test because they're kind of wild yeah they take they take a swab and then they put it in a solution And then the solution gets dropped into this thing that kind of looks like a pregnancy test. And then two, two lines show up or one line shows up. I forget which one means what, but it's basically like, are you pregnant or not with COVID is basically how it works. (laughs) You get one line or two lines. It tells you if you have it or not, honestly, within five to 15 minutes, it's, it's crazy. When I think of how far we've come in 16 months. I mean, the medical, like 
all the medical professionals that have come up with vaccines and tests and these rapid tests. Like when you think about it, science is freaking awesome. It's the I... best thing ever. Yeah, big round of applause for science. Seriously, yes. I think science has really helped us keep the fatality rate down on this. Our sanitation and our awareness thanks to science and then science's ability to respond to the crisis. My bubble, we're now double dosed. Yes. There was a tremendous amount of anxiety which started to dissipate upon the first jab of the first- vaccine and then the second vaccine Mm -hmm. it was great now it's like okay 14 days from now yeah i don't have to worry as much about this horrible virus as i did for months and months and months and it's our whole our whole bubble yes you know what i am proudly double vaxxed it's been over two weeks for me now i like to joke that i'm invincible i know i'm not but man i gotta tell you it was a sigh of relief as i was walking through the line and getting to my appointment time to get my second jab i got really really emotional like tears welled up in my eyes and i thought Thank goodness that we're here right now that maybe I'm going to be able to go back to the theater. I'm going to be able to hug my friends and maybe, you know, see people I haven't seen in over a year and gather and be in a community. I'm so excited about that prospect. I am thinking now that our bubble is double vaxxed, we are starting to think about where we want to go with this newfound freedom. Stratford Festival has opened up on a much greatly reduced capacity Mm -hmm. outside under the tents, going back to their origins, starting out under the tents. Blythe uh, Theater up in Blythe, they've built an outdoor stage and they're doing outdoor theater performances. I think they have four or five shows that will be running. Uh, Those are two examples I've seen of theater. I know last summer, the first summer of COVID, there was small theater outside in the park, but not not industrial theater or not large commercial theater. So what's going on in Toronto with the theaters? Because it's all indoors, is it remaining closed for this summer season? You know what? From what I've heard, things are picking up. Uh, I know that acting upstage is doing some stuff outside. Of course, nothing inside. But I will say, because I'm a proud ex-Mervish employee and Mervish employee sort of technically still, they are doing a production of Blindness which is going to be indoors, 50 people, socially distanced. The show is actually, oddly enough, about a pandemic (laughs) that is making people blind. I'm really excited to see it. It's going to be on the Princess of Wales stage. I know that that's the only indoor theater I've heard of happening right now. Uh, right around um, August, I don't know how I'm going to feel walking into a theater. I I don't know if I'm going to cry, laugh, cheer, jump of joy. I have no idea. But man, I'm really excited to see it. Wow. The last 16 months have gone by slowly, but now that we're double dosed and we're thinking about things that we can do safely together, the excitement sure is overwhelming. Yes, it is. <laughs> On checking from away, mm-hmm. you spoke with over 90 guests from the theater industry. I've watched some episodes. Fascinating. Did you notice any trends or what did you take away? Yeah, I, I will say, I think one of two things 
has happened during check-in from way. You're right. We've had over 90 guests. I guess I, I think at this point we're like over a hundred something. Wow. We're at episode 35, which is wild. I don't think me and Lisa ever thought we'd be doing it this long, to be honest. But I think there's, there's one of two things. One, I think generally, even like me, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people went through some kind of like identity crisis in some sort of way. That's one thing that came up. The other thing that came up was everybody's pivoted and in a lot of different ways. A lot of people did some some online content and some, some readings online on Zoom, some concerts on Zoom. Honestly, people have, have truly found a way to stay creative. And it amazes me kind of what's been happening and how creative this community has been. I got to tell you, I really miss the theater community and the musical theater community really specifically. I think I took it for granted before how I would go to an opening night and see like all of my colleagues and be able to hug everybody and talk about great theater that we just saw. I can't tell you how much I, I miss just being in the presence of theater people and musical theater people, that's been honestly really difficult for me. So checking from away was actually a weird, selfish way for Lisa and I to stay connected to the community and keep it, keep the love of live theater and live performance alive for us, like selfishly, just her and I. But we hope that it's kept it alive for also people sitting at home who miss theater, who don't necessarily work in the theater, but we're always curious about how it worked and what people do when you're in the middle of a pandemic. We were very fortunate to have a lot of technology and technological advancements yes. in this pandemic. We're, we're on Zoom right now. I'm a late yes. adopter of technology. I feel like the pandemic has really pushed me into yes. it as a way mm -hmm. to get that social connection because we need to physically distance, not socially distance right. with this COVID pandemic. Yes. Have you noticed any technology trends? It seems now that there's a new trend with the cell phones coming out that they're going to have better audio it looks like there's new technology coming out now or software around these kind of virtual meets that are going to allow people to do singing and music together. Yeah. It's coming out kind of at the high end on cost, the software, yeah. but hopefully that will come down. People like, like I'd like to jam with Carmen and the whistle pigs and organic groove, but yeah. we're not, you know, we're not filling the ACC center. So we don't have the yes. high end gear. Yeah, I, right. I love gear, but we just don't have the high end gear. Are you aware of any technologies that have kind of really helped people through the, the pandemic or new trends in technology? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Like uh, your listeners don't know this, but before we got on this call, I, I was having some tech issues. So I feel like I'm the worst person to ask about tech like ever. <laughs> but I'll tell you this much. I feel like for me. Zoom has been a saving grace during this time. It's the way that I've been able to connect with the most people at one time in one call, which has been really, really incredible. I will throw it back to uh, a time when Mervish asked us to do a performance of Welcome to the Rock. What was really strange is that we, we had to all record our audio and video separately, like at home separately, because again, like you said, like there's no platform right now that I know of that you can actually record music simultaneously with like the internet speeds being so different. We can't like actually probably like clap all at the same time um, on a call. It was really kind of weird 
weirdly isolating to, to have to record something by ourselves at home and then it be put together after the fact, which is why I miss theater so much, like the live aspect, just the opportunity to have that many people in one room at a time is kind of like the most magical thing ever. So in terms of that, I feel like Zoom's been amazing for, for me, for checking from away, for kind of being able to stay connected to the community in a lot of ways. I'm not a techie, but a friend of mine actually told me recently, like a few days ago, that apparently Apple is coming out with a new software that's going to allow you uh, to FaceTime with your friends and be able to actually watch things like on Netflix or streaming services at the same time on the same call. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's about time because some of my friends and I were watching movies, but literally counting down and going like, okay, we're all on Zoom, count down from three, we're all gonna press play at the same time. And then we'd be like kind of reacting to the movie or whatever we were watching together at the same time. I've done that same thing to deal with the isolation of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We do watch parties where people, Trekkies from around North America. Love it. But it's interesting how a lot of people have started to watch virtual content together using Zoom, using uh, Discord, all those other apps. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I will say it's very cool. But you know, the thing that I have noticed the most is that Zoom and computers, like they're amazing, but they will never, ever, ever replace a human to human interaction in real life where you can feel energy and emotions. And, and like, honestly, I I miss that probably the most. Yeah. They're a substitute. They're a substitute. They're a substitute. It's kind of like, you know, sugar is always going to be sugar. Like Splenda's like great, but it doesn't, it's not sugar. You know, I don't know why I use that analogy, but neither one, neither one or honey or maple syrup. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. (laughs) I've seen a lot of tension. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of anxiety. Some people seem to be giving into the fear and the fear of lockdowns, the fear of vaccines, the fear of variants. There's a lot of fear that have been driving, I feel, divisions in our community. I know in Waterloo region, Waterloo region where we record some of the shows on the Haldeman track, there's anti-mask rallies with several hundred people. Mm -hmm. I know Toronto has a similar demographic. I've seen that, yeah. Seems to be a lot of people that are kind of have given into the fear and letting fear kind of push them in different directions. And then other people who maybe have economic uncertainty pushing them. How are we going to reconcile all of these things? And I think that it's going to be the arts and sports in after times when we can gather together the live theater, live music, live sports. That's what's going to bring all the different sides back together. Right. Yes. It's really complex. It also leads us to that other issue, just the global inequity around the vaccine distribution. It breaks my heart Mm -hmm. to think that there could be vaccines wasted here in Canada. Oh, I so agree. When unfortunately there's a lot of people mm. who might never have access to a vaccine due to poverty I and know. inequity yeah. in in the world. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Gosh, listen, I think generally this is such a it's such a hard topic because I think generally speaking this is very new and people are scared. I was really scared at the beginning. I didn't know what anything meant or how anything was going to go. The uncertainty of it. It's just like, I think the thing that I have learned the most from 
come from way from a show like come from way and from this pandemic is that everybody's going to react to trauma completely differently. And I know that some people are acting out in a certain way and other people are acting out in a certain way. I think ultimately what's best for all of us is, you know, is getting the vaccines and and putting on our masks and making sure that we're acting for the greater good of all of humanity. And what's also really strange and I think will never happen again in our lifetime and has never happened since this happened is that we are all in this situation globally exactly in the same position as everybody else. Everybody's going through this, whether you're in Australia or Japan or whatever, we're all literally going through this collective experience that is all happening to us at the same time. When's the last time we could say like this thing is happening absolutely everywhere? The, the quiet of the pandemic has helped mm-hmm. us see the glaring inequities and inequalities that existed in before times. Mm -hmm. It's showing how we can respond as a human collective and and have drastic change. So maybe we can go further now and address income inequality, structural racism, housing Mm -hmm. problems. I hope that's what's going to come from this. Yeah. What do you hope the world is like in after times, Steffi D? Oh my goodness. I mean, what a huge question. I will say I agree with everything you just said. I think one of the most amazing things to come out of this pandemic is that we were all able to take a pause in like a world that seriously, the hustle was like the only thing that we valued. It was like, You better be hustling in your job, in your love life, in your work, in every aspect of your life. If you're not working yourself into the ground, then you're not doing a good enough job. I think we're losing a lot of that, which is like, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) I think everybody was able to honestly focus on who they are, what they want, and kind of like who they want to be in the world, maybe after this uh, this pandemic is over. And isn't that an incredible way to have a new beginning as the collective, just have a new beginning of like, this is who I was before, but now I took a pause and I had time to evaluate my entire life because I've had 16 months to sit on my couch and kind of think about myself and my life and people around me. And I think one of the greatest things that's coming out of this is that, and that all of these issues have come to the surface. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that, you know, we're, we're seeing social change and, and things that have been there for years and years and years that we haven't had time or space to honestly look at. Like, thank goodness that this is happening. I'm hoping that life after the pandemic, people are going to be maybe more open and kind and friendly and just nice to each other and realize that really you never know what somebody's going through. And you, you should always be kind to everyone. And that even after a traumatic experience like this one, I'm hoping that we're collectively going to heal a lot of wounds, whatever that might be, hopefully. And I hope that we can go back to some kind of semblance of normal, you know, where you can 
shake a stranger's hand or give somebody a hug. I think we've been deprived of that human contact and touch. I think that's why a lot of people have suffered during this time. I, I just hope it's good. The world is literally going to be a better, more peaceful place after we come out of this. While you were answering, it made me think that as a community, we were almost a caterpillar. And then the pandemic Ooh. came oh. and we metamorphosized and we were a big ball of goo transforming yes. and as the pandemic ends we're gonna merge yes. as a beautiful butterfly yeah not a moth a beautiful butterfly a monarch yes. butterfly and yes. we're gonna spread our wings and we're gonna fly you know what that's a gorgeous analogy and i love that you're saying that right now because on one of our episodes of check-in from way I learned this fun fact that you just mentioned that when a caterpillar goes into the cocoon, it doesn't grow wings. It becomes goo, just goo, and then becomes a butterfly out of the goo. So like when you think about it, it's like, why do humans think that we can just go from the caterpillar to the butterfly? It's like there has to be a bunch of crap in the middle that's like gooey and gross and maybe really difficult to get through. And then you have this beautiful butterfly. The pandemic goo. The pandemic goo. goo bubbles into a beautiful yeah. after times butterfly. Exactly. And you know, the other thing is that how incredible is it that like, say we have kids and they have kids and whatever, we're going to be able to tell the story that we survived a pandemic. Like, it's kind of like the kids with TikTok now. <laughs> it's like, I, I never knew what TikTok was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how old you are, Dave, but I remember when you had dial up internet, you know what I mean? And like the Gen Z generation, like doesn't even know what it's like to hear that. You know I remember, I mean? I'm oh, so yeah. old. I remember cassettes. Oh, I remember cassettes, honey. Dana Manning's first album out on cassettes. Oh, bless you. For me, it was Spice Girls on, on every cassette until it became CDs. Like, what I'm saying is that the generation that's to come will not know what this has been like. And, like, thank goodness. But, like, we are all warriors, Dave. Like, we made it through this. And it's it's incredible that we're all going to be butterflies after all of this. And we're all going to earn our pandemic patch. Absolutely. Just like Girl Scouts. <laughs> Steffi D, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule oh, to talk to you. us here on the pandemic show. Yes. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. <laughs> no one's alone on the pandemic show. I love it, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to the people of the pandemic during the pandemic. No one's alone on the pandemic show. Thanks for listening to the pandemic show. We're all in this together and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the pandemic show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the pandemic show. <laughs>